0: Hey, welcome to The Agency Blueprint, the podcast for agency owners looking to explore strategies for scaling a truly profitable agency, reducing stress, and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, business coach and contract CFO to agencies. To download a free copy of my international best-selling book, The Agency Blueprint, go to creativeagenciesuccess.com. Hey, everyone. I wanted to talk to you today about open team communication and how it can have some pretty far-reaching impacts on your agency it can lead to less scope creep, it can lead to a far greater engagement with your team, and it could lead ultimately to greater profits. So why are agency owners in general afraid of being transparent with their team? They don't want to share financial information, whether it's good or bad, and typically speaking, if it's good, they're concerned that the team is going to ask for more money or they're going to wonder why they're charging so much or they're going to balk at different aspects of their billing model or compensation and different ways that the business is being run, maybe adding on additional resources and ultimately why we have so much profit and the agency owner is the one that's taking it. Or if it's bad and the agency isn't operating the way that we want it to, then you're concerned that the team isn't going to be able to handle it or they're not going to be sure how they are going to be able to manage that information And ultimately, I think it's really important to make sure that they're aligned with the same goals as you as the agency owner to make sure that they want the same things. And if they're if they don't, then they really shouldn't be part of your team. And it shouldn't be something that you're afraid to share this information with them. Because ultimately, that is what the decision making should be done with your managers, at the very least, and ideally with the entire team, knowing how they contribute to the wider goal. And then Um, You're not sure that confidentiality is going to be held, right, that you're going to end up having information that's going to be shared with the public or with competing agencies. And my question is, if you don't trust that team member, why do you even have them on the team in the first place? And you are so concerned, again, about competition getting information of your agency, then you look at every agency as your competitor. And that's really just not the case. There's also plenty of business out there that if you're concerned about every single agency out there potentially competing with you, then you're going to be in this constant state of fear and you're never going to be looking at things in a in a more realistic standpoint and you're going to be in this position consistently of making the decision from the wrong point of view. And re- as I mentioned, not every agency is your competitor and even the ones that are your com- competition. I don't know that you really should be that overly concerned with them. You should be more concerned about the value that you're providing to your clients, should be more concerned about how you are able to eloquently describe that value to your prospects. And ultimately, if they end up deciding to go in another direction, then so be it. There's plenty of other business out there and you need to not be feeling like you are needing to scrounge and fight um, like you're a boxer in a ring for that prospect. And ultimately, sharing information with your team, the benefits far outweigh the negatives. And we're going to talk about what those benefits are. So in the book, The Power of Habit, there and you may have heard me talk about this story before, um, but there was a, a sheet metal manufacturer. And it was one of the biggest in the United States. And at this point, it was languishing. So revenue was down, efficiency was down. And they weren't really sure why that was happening. And so they brought on this new CEO and were touting that the CEO was going to make these big sweeping changes. And so they had this big company meeting, brought everyone to it. And the, C- the new CEO announced what his big plan was. And his big plan was that he wanted to open up channels of communication with the entire team about safety. And that anytime something were to happen an injury... That we were going to make sure to send and fill out a form and provide them with the information of what happened, why it happened, and what change was going to happen to allow for it to no longer happen again. And the goal was to eventually get to a point that there were no um, and no injuries within the business. And people were pretty upset about this prospect, right? They were expecting there to be this big shift into the way that revenue was being managed, sales was being managed, marketing operations and that there was going to be these large sweeping changes the moment the CEO came in. And his point was more that he wanted to make a habitual change in the business. And so what they ended up finding is that he was able to enact a change in the mindset of every single team member by opening up that channel of communication changing the way that they look at certain things. So what they ended up finding was that over time, each team member ended up making suggestions on how to change things outside of safety that they would notice something that was inefficient and they would start making suggestions to management, eventually not to directly to the CEO, but were making suggestions on how to change things, far-reaching things that allowed for the business to truly improve. And it was able to turn the business around in a big way. And that's just because they were able to open up that chain of communication. So ultimately, you need to look at your team members as the essentially the ground forces of your business. They understand how your business functions. They understand how your business operates. They're the ones that are talking to your clients every day. They're the ones that are performing the work and there's no one better attuned to how and the issues that are currently in your agency, than your team that is on the ground level. And if you don't have an open communication channel with them and you're not open and vulnerable with them as well, they're not going to want to actually come to you with the suggestions. And it's so incredibly important that they do. I know for myself, I get tons of information from my team that allow for me to grow, and when we're able to actually open up these channels of communication within client agencies as well, they are able to really have some pretty far-reaching impacts and ultimately, as I mentioned before, some pretty uh, increased amount of engagement with the team as well. So. This was just a case study of what happened in that book, The Power of Habit. I do love that book and highly do recommend you check it out. It has a lot to do with overall business management and human psychology. And I think it's really important as a manager and as a business owner to understand the dynamic of people and what motivates them. So when it comes to financial transparency, uh, which is one of the biggest ones and the most difficult typically for agency owners to overcome wanting to share with their team. For the reasons that I mentioned before, being afraid that information isn't going to be held confidential or they're going to be upset about the profitability and that they're not winning as much as the owner or that um, they're not going to be able to handle the bad news of what had happened. But let's look at the items that we're able to actually have impact to. So if we go into a new contract and we're providing financial information of, hey, this is what we're going to be billing, this is what we expect to earn net profit. Uh, from any outside costs, as well as any hours that we're planning on within the business. And this is how we plan on actually executing it and going through how we're actually looking to accomplish. And then we start putting the managers in control of making sure that that happens, right? Obviously, when as long as we have operations included in the sales budgeting process, we should be able to hold operations accountable to making sure that the projects do actually perform the way that we had initially budgeted for. So when we do that, what we end up finding is that you have the operations team looking at everything to make sure that it's within scope. And if they understand what that scope is and they understand what you're actually supposed to be performing from a financial perspective, and they're motivated to actually make sure that that happens, you're limiting scope creep. You're making sure that things are within budget. They're they're really counting every single interaction making sure that everything is being done appropriately and being done as efficiently as possible. So you're changing and, and flipping the, um, the motivation for your team to being in the right place that actually has impact for your agency. And it's not just making sure that the work is being delivered on time, which all, all obviously is ultimately really important as well, but you're having them actually have multiple motivations that align with yours which is so incredibly important, making sure that your team is aligned with the overall company goals and ultimately with your goals as the agency owner. So being able to go through and have that conversation, have them motivated to understand what that looks like, it changes things in a big way. It also allows for them to make sure that they're going to manage the client expectations better. So when you have situations where a client is asking for something outside of scope, or they're consistently seeing a problem that's making projects go over budget. You're going to be able to allow for them to set expectations with the client from the onset to allow for them exactly for the client to understand exactly what and how they're supposed to be receiving the service, when they're supposed to be hearing from the from your team, and what the client's overall expectation is going to be with the deliverables from that project. And when you have that set in place, you end up having not only a better performing project, you have a happier client. And you have a better net profit line as well. So it it, it really changes the dynamic of the way the projects are uh, performed. It also allows for the team, as I mentioned, right, to really be motivated for the success of the project and ultimately the success of the business. But if you also look at things in, in even from a 30,000-foot view rather than the granular project-level view, if you're looking at things from a company-wide goal as well, I've seen companies get to the point where they were motivated to hit a certain net profit number where they were actually turning off the lights um, in the later part of the day during the middle of the day so that they were not u- utilizing the utilities. Obviously, that's an extreme uh, end of the spectrum, and we don't necessarily want people shutting down their computers and shutting down the lights in the middle of the day, especially um if it's going to impact efficiency and things within the business. But if you allow for people to really be ingrained in the overall company goals and you celebrate them as a team, and you may have heard me talk about this before, but there's been studies done as to why people come to work. And the number one reason that someone comes to work is to be part of a team. So create that team environment, open up that communication, having them working together towards that common goal, will allow for not only for your agency to win, but allow for them to win and allow for them to feel more connected to each other as co-workers and as creatives. And it's so incredibly important. So um, I wanted to give you a little bit of a story of an agency that was having this exact same problem that I was talking about. right? So they were not sharing the overall company financials with the team. And what when we initially, I initially brought this to the agency, their response was essentially no way, no how am I going to share this information with the team. So I told them, you know, why don't you go ahead and just wait and let's go over this. I'm going to put together what the presentation should look like, the type of information that I think would be helpful for you to share, and then we can go through it. So I put together a presentation for them. Uh, to allow for them to be able to share this information with the team and presented it in a way that allowed for them to understand not just where they are right now and what financial information they had for the past, but where they're looking to get to. So at this point, the agency had really suffered a pretty drastic loss the year before, um, and I had just started working with this agency. And what we did was we put together this larger presentation that allowed for them to understand the overall company vision uh, to allow for them to understand where they've been, where they want to be and exactly what we expect from each team member to allow for us to get to a better place in the future. Unfortunately, this agency had also just gone through a pretty drastic layoff and the team didn't really understand the, that there were revenue impacts and that there were things that um, were really causing the agency some damage and that they had to essentially go into some damage control. And so the team was, pretty upset. You have people that they had been working side by side with for many years had just been let go and they didn't understand why. And so now that I had presented them with this presentation, they got a little bit more okay with it and eventually did okay the presentation, some of the information a little part down so that it wasn't as much as I um, would have suggested. But ultimately they were sharing more information than they ever had before and had committed to sharing it with the team on an ongoing basis. So what they found immediately after that meeting was a significantly increased engagement from the entire team. They understood why they were no longer upset. People were more engaged in projects. People were more interested in what was going on. And it allowed for this dynamic to change so much within the agency because they now understood why decisions were being made. They understood why the 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 executives of the agency were were doing what they were doing and actually were wanting to help them and show them what things could actually be changed and what things could be improved and had changed the dynamic of every single person within the agency. They understood the goals. They understood how they fit into the agency overall. They understood why their position truly matters. And they really understood what they did and what they could do to allow for the team to win. So when they actually started to win and things improved drastically over the time frame that we worked together, that they actually saw that the team continued to even have greater engagement because now we're celebrating wins together and the team continued to have more of that team environment and engagement with each other because they were helping each other succeed and had gone from places of being um, from their worst year that they had had in 40 years of being in business to having the best year that they had had in the past decade combined. So there, if you had added up the last 10 years of profit, excluding their worst year that they had right before starting with us, and you multiplied that by two, the year that we had immediately after starting engaging with us and working together, they were able to double the profit of the last 10 years combined huge huge far-reaching changes i mean obviously this isn't only because of this this is a component to the changes that we put into the agency but this allowed for the team to really engage in being able to win together and we celebrated these wins as we had and met, met these benchmarks within the agency and it was huge 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 it created a true team it allowed them to really enjoy coming to work and enjoy what they were doing again. You, When I first came into this agency, you could see they were tired. They were disengaged. They were not sure what really was for the future for this agency. And not only the team members that were at the ground level, but also the executives. They were worn out and not sure what tomorrow looked like and what it was going to bring. And they felt like they were on this just downward spiral. And they really needed to feel some upward trend, and the realization of where you are today allows for you to have a baseline of what you're going to want to accomplish, and starts to give you that end destination. And I think that sharing information with people is so incredibly important. I, I know that I've gone through a couple different case studies, and I want to share another with another with you today. Um, so a while back, I read a little um, like special report inside the Los Angeles Times, about a psychological study that was done at Google, now Alphabet. Um, So what they were trying to figure out is why one group versus another would have better efficiency, would have better results. When you look at each of these people on an individual level, they would have the same amount of output, would have the same amount of experience. And it's just when you put these two groups together that one group would far Uh, surpassed the other group as far as output and what they were able to accomplish. And there was a study done to figure out why this was the case. What they ended up finding out, which I thought was very curious, was that the level of communication between the two different groups is really what led to the difference. And it does allow for, and it just um, does really encapsulate what I'm talking about today. And that if you allow for that open communication, you can have some pretty drastic um, impacts. So what they ended up finding out, Is that group A had a natural sort of leader, a person that would come to the meeting, um, that would push the meeting through the agenda and would make sure that everyone uh, was there on time and did all these things that made sure that and that was just in control of the meeting. And then group B um, did not have that natural born leader and everyone was open to communicate and so the the two groups group a was far less efficient because of that person that was in control of everything versus group b that had open communication that people felt more free to share their ideas and share um, what their insights were and come up with new ideas so whether it be a creative idea whether it be an efficiency idea whatever that might be they felt more comfortable in sharing their information and again as i was communicating before is that having that open communication in that same um, case study, as I mentioned before, in The Power of Habit, and this case study now with Google, the same thing applies. And that opening up that chain of communication with your team and being more transparent with each other and being more vulnerable with each other allows for you to have better uh, creative output, allows for you to have better efficient output, and allows for your team to work better together. And one of the last things that I wanted to leave you with um, when we are talking about Um, being vulnerable and communicating with your team. One of the things that I do find very interesting is that in a lot of businesses and a lot of agencies, I don't really see management and the owners really taking an interest in their team. And it's so incredibly important that you do. So I know for me, I know my clients, I know my, my employees, I know my managers, I know their lives in a very intimate way. I know who they are, I know what they do, I know their interests, I know about their families, I know, um, I, I take an active interest in getting to know them on a human to human level. And I think it's so incredibly important that you take an interest in your team so that you are able to actually have that relationship with them. And I'm not saying that you need to be close friends with them. I'm just saying that sometimes you should, you know, Go uh, grab a lunch with them and take an interest and ask them some questions and take a genuine interest in who they are and give some some feedback as well on yourself and who you are and be truly vulnerable and actually communicate with them. The more open and honest you are with your team, the more connected your team is going to be to you and into your agency. So it's so incredibly important. Um, And I I wanted to leave you with um, something that I know that a lot of us are encountering Um, on an ongoing basis now with a remote environment and I mean I've always been a pretty remote team Um, but I want to make sure that we talk about um, making sure that as managers that we provide our team with the right tools that they need to be able to have this communication. So I want you to maybe take some time to take a look at your technology stack that allows for open communication between your team Right now to allow for them to be able to communicate on an ongoing basis and allow for them to be able to um, have that open communication in a remote environment. Things have changed. You no longer have that water cooler talk that um, does help for having and creating that team environment. So make sure that you have the ability for your team to communicate and um, just commiserate on things that are going on and make sure that you have a way that brings the team together in times where they are apart. Thank you for joining us today on the Agency Blueprint Podcast. To find out more, go to agencyblueprintpodcast.com. For links mentioned in this episode, please check out the show notes. As always, go to creativeagencysuccess.com to jumpstart your agency today.